everybody doing? Are we on? We're on. Hey, friends. We've been we're on for a few minutes, I guess, here. Um, What's hey, up? Hey, hey, hey. <sighs> All right. Welcome, everybody. Shout out to um, Amanda L. I don't remember if I shouted you out last time. It's been a little bit since I, there was a time where I wasn't here. So just to make sure you get your shout out. Amanda L. Also a shout out to Tasha with a W. So What's up, welcome. Tasha? Tasha joined Tasha. this week. Tasha. She's a supremo. So shout out to her. And she did post it in the Discord. Too. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Oh, good. Come she up. here. She here. Well, we've got a shot to take we before do. we get started. This one's for Amanda. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers. Woo! What kind, oh. of, what kind of vodka was that? That was gin. Oh. We're like almost done with that bottle. Maybe one big gin and tonic this week and I can finish that one up. Well, gin is vodka without the juniper. No. Opposite. Gin is vodka with juniper. John and I were on live earlier, so I know a couple of you are like, wait, I missed the stream? You didn't miss the stream. Welcome back, Megatron. We miss you. Yeah, what's up, Mega? <clears throat> so normally, uh, stories are a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. They're always a surprise for me. Yes. So so John asked for help b- this morning because he picked a new case to cover. I had a case that I was doing, but I woke up this morning and saw that this case is actually going to be historic once the verdict comes out. Ooh. And it is in the news now. We've talked about it a little bit in headlines before. The- I think we've even mentioned it in headlines when you were here. Oh. The verdict does come out to, on Monday. So. Uh, assuming the jury is done deliberating. Yeah. But they, I don't know. I, I would, I'm, I'm still deliberating in my head. So this story is about the trial of Jennifer Crumbly. Do you know who that is? That name sounds familiar, but go on. Who is the first parent on trial for involuntary manslaughter, whose son, Ethan, killed four people in a school shooting. The Oxford, Detroit school shooting in 2021. I I don't know this story. So currently. So the thing is, the parents bought the gun for him. And then four days later, he shoots up a school. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I, I yeah, I don't know all the details, but I feel like I we, I think familiar. we've we've kind of cha- you know talked maybe mentioned a couple of things about the trial because the the trial like the prosecution rested on Friday like they're done uh, jury is deliberating right now what will happen what's up Jacob sad dude ah Jacob's in Oklahoma 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 where the <laughs> Jacob you you didn't miss anything we're just getting started here so we're not going to really talk about the what happened with the actual school shooting. Ethan Crumbly was 15 years old when he shot and killed four students November 30th, 2021. You said 13? He was 15. He was 15. 15. Yeah, 15. 15. Four students killed. Let me show you the guy because I don't know if you know who he looks like. November of 2021, November 30th is when this happened and he has already been sentenced and con- you know convicted and he is going to be serving a life sentence without parole. This is good. Yes. Well, hold on now. No. Okay. No, hold on. We're we're fine with this. No, hold on. No, hold on. 15 would be like (laughs) a freshman. So he must have been a ninth grader. But he may have had mental. Well, let's we'll get into it. You already know how I feel, but go on. No, she goes on. We went through all the evidence that was presented in the trial. The trial, it was uh, seven days. 
So I don't That's know. If it? I know, right? Like I would have thought like a mega case like this would be. But bigger. it's not a trial on him. It's a trial on the mother. It's a trial on the mother. We're so only talking about the mom. How long was his trial? It doesn't matter about his trial. It's a different well, trial. So yes. Okay, it's, sorry. This the, He was already convicted of murder for people. He, he has already been convicted. He's serving life. This is specifically about the mother. This is the first time in history a mother. A parent. Is, a parent is being tried for her son's actions. Okay. Four counts of involuntary manslaughter. This is also a historic case because if she is found guilty, it will set a precedent for other school shooters in the future. Okay. And parents think, being responsible for their child's actions. Think, okay. of, think of Dylan Roof, his parents. Think of Dylan uh, Roof wasn't a minor. That's a good point. A good point. But that's a good point. How about the Columbine kids? Whatever. You know but what I'm it saying? Does, it is a precedent and I think there are interesting points to this case of what does it, you know, okay, so let, let us, let's get this one thing straight first. Okay. Um, the definition of involuntary manslaughter, this is the charge, four counts, because four people died. Involuntary manslaughter involves the accidental killing of a person due to negligence or reckless acts. Correct. So that is the charge. She's not being charged with murder. She's not being charged with voluntary manslaughter. So so basically what we are going to do is we're going to take a poll at the end of this on here and we'll get a vote. Okay, can you repeat the definition for my drunk self who heard the first time but yes. needs to re- be reminded? Involuntary manslaughter mm-hmm. involves the accidental killing of a person due to negligence or reckless acts. Okay, got it. They're also just kind of important to note, this is only a, the trial for the mom. The father, they're being tried separately. Oh, okay. The father starts trial in March. Okay. Yeah, very good, Nicole. Thank you. Jacob says, if she's convicted, they could they go back and charge the parents of past That's a great shooters? question. That is a great question. I thought of that too, man. They I, might I actually, be able to. I, no, I don't think so, because don't you have to set a precedent first? Well, well, I mean, there's also the... And, and um, plus uh, statute of limitations. Right. But there's no, there's statute, no statute of limitations on murder. On murder. It, but it's not murder. It's involuntary manslaughter. So it's very important. This verdict w- may be coming back t- on Monday if she's guilty or not. They are deliberating right now. So, Jen, we need you to like really pay attention because we want to get your take as a school counselor if the mom should be guilty or not. Or is this just a witch hunt trying to... Make an example of her for gun control. Okay, so, but the she's being tried separately from the father. Yes. They requested it, and that is probably because the mother may have a harder case to prove. Okay. Uh, in looking this up really quick, statute of limitation on, on manslaughter. Some jurisdictions impose a six-year statute of limitations for involuntary manslaughter. What about voluntary manslaughter? Well, hang on. Generally, manslaughter conviction, so voluntary, is around two years. So, and I don't think any any case of a parental involvement would be voluntary because that would have to know that they knew the planning of it in advance. Um, I mean, but you never know. Like, what about Audrey? But, uh, the, that's just the one I'm thinking of. So that that is within the six year. We're within six so years. So we could go back and look and see what the so mother. Two yes. to six years for any type of manslaughter. For manslaughter charge. Yes. There's no statute of limitations on murder. So I think I think it's a great question that you asked Jacob right off the bat. Recent mass shootings could impact, you know, some of this right now. Stram, enough said. You know, you changed your your whole outlook. OK, so enough said is not going to be enough said from you. I'm not reading that because I want to hear the 
facts. Not no, not to say that you don't have facts, Shram. But, but I want to hear. You what, also changed your tune three times when we were. Uh, I know at the that Shram Shram. Um, what do you was think right consultant now? on this, so I'm not reading her comments. What do you on think this. right now, Jen? Like me currently, I don't know anything about the case. I'm going to tell you what everyone knows about the case and just what people may think they know or whatever. The mother is being tried for buying the gun that her son shot up the school with. So it's not that she's on trial for buying the gun, though. But that's what most people think. Is that not yes. what you thought? But is it is it her or is it the father that purchased the gun? It was the father. So that's a good question. All right, let's just get started. I will say, though, my initial reaction is that if she is not the person who bought the gun, it would be hard to convict her for involuntary manslaughter because she is not the person who purchased the gun. Okay, okay. But I will, I, but that's my initial reaction. Whoever purchased the gun, if it was the father who purchased the gun, it would be harder for them to. Um, but that's the, not the uh, charge. No, no, no. The charge Char- is involved. The charge. The oh, charge, you're talking about negligence. Right. I'm saying no. The charge isn't that she bought the gun. The no, charge the charge is involuntary manslaughter. Negligent. That is the charge. Accidental killing with negligent or reckless. Accidental act. killing due to negligence or a reckless act. If I am the um, if I am the prosecuting attorney, and I will say prosecution's pretty good in this case okay. from what we've been watching. Okay. Um, oh, let me look. This I way. am Sorry. absolutely arguing that the mother is negligent. Okay. See, I don't know the facts about the case. I'm, it's okay. We're so, going to talk about so it. That, so, like, I would say without knowing anything about the case, without knowing the facts that, but it, without knowing the facts, my initial reaction is whoever purchased the gun is more should, liable. Is more liable. Yeah. Correct. So, this is, I'm, I, we're, we're really curious to hear your perspective, Jen, as a school counselor, because there's a couple of things at play. So, how about, well, not just a school counselor, but I will a little brag about myself. I'm a nationally certified counselor. There you go. So whatever. Jen's a nationally certified counselor. She kind of runs her school the first thing i want to talk about is the mother and father on the day of the shooting we're not going to talk about text messages we're just going to talk about their reaction so i think we should watch a short short video of the mother and father confronting their son ethan for the first time and we can get a good sense of where they are like their reaction to so everything. This is footage of after, right after the school shooting. Yeah, right after, yes. Is this like a home security camera? No, this is a uh, no. This is in the police station. Okay. Yeah, they were summoned to the police station. Well, actually, not even that. The mother, as you'll see, found out like all the other parents that there's an active shooter, and she drives to the school because she knows who that shooter is. She already knew, as you'll see from text messages, that it was her son, Ethan, that did it. So, Aw, Matt said the nicest thing. Jen is a winner, and I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. <gasps> Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Who said that I... Oh, oh, okay, we're talking about the other thing. Thank you, thank you, Matt. That means a lot. <laughs> So he doesn't make eye contact with mother or father at all until they leave and he looks directly into mother's eyes and says, please take care of Dexter because I did it. Okay, that's the first thing. All right. The mother and father were arrested as well that day. Okay, but they were released. They were rearrested when they did not show up for their arraignment hearing and they started pulling out money from the ATM and started running from the police. 
And when they were found, over $6,000 in cash was found. Let me show you that footage of them being found. I do want to say when they did go on the run, it wasn't their money they were pulling out. They were actually pulling the money out of their son's bank account. They pulled all of his money out. He had like over Mm $6,000? Like, dang, I wish. They were found in a friend's art studio camping out, and there is damning messages that prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Jennifer Crumbly was running from the police. Okay. Because she had, as we'll see, Facebook friended, Facebooked a message that says, I'm on the run again. Helicopters. I'll let you know where we end up, or something to that effect. So this right here, so I think this is a good place to start. It doesn't make her guilty. Well, she's guilty of not showing up for her arraignment. Right. But it also is like, why? Why skip out? Why Why wouldn't you go to your arraignment? But I also think it's really telling that the parents, like the arrest and connection of the parents was actually made right away. Yeah. Day, like immediately. Same day. Immediately. No no time has that ever happened. Right. Like you usually, I feel like if like they would just look at the individual who committed the, the crime. And they're curious about his upbringing and things like that, but mm-hmm. never has a parent. So you're arrested. saying that they're thinking that this could be. All right. Because another thing it that's just, gonna... I think to me just says the the close connection and involvement that was identified with the parents immediately after the shooting. This is also a case about gun control. Believe it or not kids bringing guns to schools because there was 100 was it 2021 or 22 whatever 21 they said it was no i know that but like there was a year where it was like every other fucking week someone was shooting a school yeah Sad. you know and it's really cooled off it's sad. cooled off now but maybe it's just not the season well it's it. only february so you saw the mother get up a little bit in the back i can't see anything oh there's like a table the mother did sit up. I didn't see that before. But right now, the mother's going to pretend to oh, be asleep. Oh, she's on her side? Oh, she's asleep? Oh, no, she's not asleep, but she's pretending. She's pretending to be asleep. So, and that's and then they get arrested. They went on the run. One of the days in the trial, they had to address that, that they were on, on the run. It was a big question in the trial about whether they were or weren't on the run. Um, they skipped their arraignment hearing. And so, but in there, there was a lot of conversation around whether or not the conversations between the attor- the defense attorney and the couple was admissible in court or not because they were in contact with one another. So it was a question of like, well, if the lawyer was in contact with them and knew where they were, does that mean that they were really skipping? However, um, she was messaging and there will be a lot more conversation, I think, that John will share around who, sh- who she was messaging, um, but messaging around like, she literally said we're on the run. Yeah. Like, quote, unquote, there's helicopters looking for us type shit. Okay. So, so she says that flat out. Right. So now we got the basis, her being arrested for involuntary manslaughter. She was on the run. Now let's start building this case up because it's extremely complex. Okay. So let's go through day one, the highlighted day one facts from the case. And day one was what, Monday? No, Thursday of last week, the, the week before. Before. Two weeks before. So uh, four days before the shooting, James, the father, purchased the gun that Ethan Crumbly, who is known as the shooter in the trial, used to commit four murders. Okay. Four days. Can I ask a question? Yep. Did he did he own any other firearms before? Yes. 
Okay. So, but, but this was a different. It was for his son who was 15. So he purchased it with the intent of giving the gun to his son. Yes. This is the father. It was meant to be a gift for the son. It was not meant for Jennifer. It was not meant for his own personal use. It was meant for as a present. Okay. Okay. She says that the the gun was bought for an Xmas present, Christmas present for the son. But it, they bought it early. Can, it was on I, sale for Black Friday. They can I ask it, another question? They bought it yeah, on school. Black oh, Friday. No, no, I already know the student is fifteen. Yeah, he's fifteen. It is not legal. No, to purchase a gun at fifteen. No, it is not. You have to be at least eighteen years old. So it was it it was purchased by the father. Jennifer did not know that the gun was purchased for the son or that it was going to be purchased for the son. So she is. That's what she's claiming. Correct. And I think there are message text messages con- that kind of confirm that she didn't know that that was going to be taking place. Yeah, I would show them to you. Okay. I can show them to you right now, actually. Some of the text messages. Um, just the uh, one between her and her husband. There's hundreds and thousands of messages between the wife and husband about, not necessarily about this, but but ev- use and evidence. do they remain a united front after this crime? No. no. Well, kind of. There's a, you know, a nice little article about them blowing kisses to one another in the trial. Oh. So kind of. Okay. Um, but like, so the the day the crime, again, it was, I know it was 2021, but what was the day of the shooting? November 30th. Okay. November 30th. And it was supposed to be a Christmas gift, though. Yes. They gave it to him early because it was on sale for Black Friday or whatever. But like, you don't give, even if you get a Black Friday sale, if I buy an Instapot for Black Friday and I'm going to give it to my friend, I don't give it to them for Thanksgiving. I give it to them at Christmas. Good point. Like, they gave it to him right away. Okay. So interestingly, though, so even though, and I know John's trying to find the text messages, she did not know that the gun was being purchased and she had no idea. Jennifer actually posted on social media how excited she was about the gun purchase for her son. Specifically saying, I'm excited that we bought a gun for my son or was it like, I'm like, I can't wait to give my son his thick, his gift? She posted, because they gave it to him right away. Like he was, Ethan was there when the gun was purchased. This is her shooting the gun and her son. She took him to the shooting range. There's the mother doing it. She may not have bought the gun. The father bought the gun, but she she took him to the, the gun range a couple of days before the shooting. And she was the only one that was with him at that gun range. Mm-hmm. She posted to social media that she was so excited and she hits the bullseye. So they're both shooting from the gun together. So this is the post right here. This was presented at court. This is her Instagram post. Jennifer Crumbly's Instagram post. Mom and son day testing out his new Xmas present. My first time shooting a nine millimeter. I hit a bullseye. She posted the nine with two ammo clips right there. Mm. So she is excited. She hit a bullseye. But it clearly says that like it's his Christmas present. His his new Christmas present. Even Mm -hmm. though it's illegal to own a gun before you're 18. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep, got it. This is also going back to the gun being bought by the husband. Quote, it was a surprise to me that they went to the gun store that day. It was not surprising to me that they purchased a gun that day. End quote. That's what she said. Um, so the gun was purchased four days before. She was the only one with him at the, at the shooting range. I almost said driving range. Mm, Um, have y'all ever been to, uh, no, y'all haven't been to Top Golf. mm -mm. It's so much fun. We should go. It does seem fun. Isn't there one over here? Yeah. North Charleston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so now they, they went through with this knowing his son had hit a pretty big downward spiral months before. How many months before? Going back 
six months or more. As far as like depression, was he diagnosed with any mental illnesses? Did he have depression or anxiety or like schizophrenia or any oh. bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder? Did he, what, what what was going on with this with this boy? So we'll get back to what you asked. Um, the gun. Let me. So going back to this this gun, right? It's legal for a fifteen year old to buy a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a nine millimeter. It was a nine millimeter. They the gun was not. Christmas. The gun was not secured away okay. after the gun was purchased. Okay, who was the gun registered to? The father. The father. Mm-hmm. Okay. The father is the one who purchased the gun. Okay, but it was not. Uh, not secured. It was in uh, default code zero zero zero. Um, okay. easily accessible. The father comes home from work on the day of the shooting, sees the gun case empty on the bed. He immediately calls nine one one because he knows what's going on. Okay. Jennifer texted her boss this. Quote, the gun is gone and so are the bullets. I'm praying everything is okay. Oh my God, he's going to kill himself. He must be the shooter. I need a lawyer at a substation with police. The next text from Jennifer to her boss said, quote, Ethan did it. Now this is before she even knew he was the shooter. She knew there was an active shooter, but she did not know who, but she immediately put it together that that it was her. Her can, son. Can I ask a question about like what time the message was sent to the boss of the gun case was open versus what time did the news break that there was an active shooter at the high school? The timestamp is one twenty three p.m. Okay, that the gun is gone and so are the bullets. Okay. Also, after the shooting, like right after, she also texted her boss this quote: "I need my job. Please don't don't judge me for what my son did." Now the day of is very. Very important. Do you want to talk about what actually happened that morning? The morning I, of the shooting before the shooting. I would like to know because because if the if the son left the house with the gun in his possession, I, I would like it, for school, you know, high school here in South Carolina, you know, at least in my district starts at 930. If the mother texted the boss at 123 about it, then that means there were four. Like, I don't know what time school starts in Detroit, but I would imagine it's before 123. And I would imagine that you would wake up before. Like and go to work before one twenty three, but there, your first course of action should have been instead of texting your boss to contact the school or drive to the school. So let me ask you this, Jen. You work in school counseling. I do. When someone writes or draws something disturbing Mm -hmm. in class. Yep. What's the protocol? Well, I mean, like you should immediately contact at least if not your if you're not contacting the school counselor, you need to contact an administrator and or both. Or what if it happens? What's the procedure when it happens in school? So someone draws something on their homework or they say something in class. What's the procedure when they're in school? Well, okay, so I mean, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know when it happens in class. Like, like I didn't get a teacher education; I got a counselor education. So most of the times, I'm responding to these incidents right. versus like what happens when it ha- when this is going so on. So a in teacher class. says a student drew something disturbing in their on their homework. Mm-hmm. They contact you. So I uh, so as soon as I get that and in- that information, I contact an administrator and we get the we either. Call the student down or we get security to to grab the student out of class and we start to talk to them do you usually call the parents 
we contact the parent after we have talked to the student. Like not after as in like, okay, go back to class. Like if there is like, we'll talk to the student, we'll investigate the situation. And like what, like, so for example, if someone says, I'm going to shoot up the school, we get an administrator like if the teacher says that this person has said that like most of the time they'll call an admin the admin might take down take the student down to school counseling Would you we, arrest them and or- we don't arrest we i don't have i don't have ability to arrest but like if we say that then we we get a school psychologist who is more qualified as far as like you know administering a a screener to that to the person we get school psych, school counselor, administrator, and we 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 had um, assess the student as far as um, you know what is the threat. You know we we get them when we contact as far you know once the student is done once we're done with the screener we contact a parent right away. The student is still within our care, within mm-hmm. our custody. Uh, if we need to get a uh, SRO, a school resource officer, like we would call the school resource officer in. So like there is there are people in the room with the student right away. But it all depends on when we're notified. Like it, it should be notified right away. So it, it really is up to the teacher yeah. um, to I let us know fair. right away. So sometimes like I've gotten even not, not I personally have never had an instance where there was like, I'm going to like shoot up the school type of thing. That is not something that's very common. However, if there is like a concern about the student, if a teacher sees something in class, um, mm-hmm. like a student draws a gun or says, I'm going to hurt myself. Like that needs to be communicated right away. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we, we have received like, if a teacher is like sends an email at the end of the day after school is dismissed, like on a Friday afternoon, it's like, Hey, like Bobby Joe, um, said these really concerning mm. things in class. Like there's not much that we can do yeah. in that situation. But okay. if it's, if it is something that is communicated right away, then we take care of it right away and that you know i can't speak for every single individual person in the room but i know our protocol as far as those things yeah the day before and then i'll show you the drawing november 29th 2021 ethan is sitting in class minding his own business it's at the end of the day he is playing on his cell phone his cell phone is open and he is searching for ammunition Specifically, what types of calibers for ammunition? On his school device or on his cell phone? On his cell phone. Okay. The teacher sees it, that he's searching for ammunition, and they take him to the principal's office, and the parents are called. Jennifer Crumbly is called. A voicemail is left on her phone. She never calls back, but she does have an exchange with Ethan through text messages. Um, Jennifer to Ethan. Seriously? Looking at bullets in school? What? Oh, yeah. I already went, went to the office for that. It was in first hour. All I did was look up a certain caliber at the end of class because I was curious. It was on my phone, completely harmless. Teachers just have no privacy. They said I'm all good. I understand why they talked to me and they said that that I'm good. This is nothing I should get in trouble about. You're you're not. You're not. They left me a voicemail with emojis covering her face. Did you at least show them a picture of your new gun? No, I didn't show them a pic. My God. 
I only told them I went to the range with you on Saturday. It was a harmless act. I had this bullet cartridge in my room that I didn't what kind of bullet it was, and it said it was a 22. So at the end of the first hour, I just looked up different types of 22 bullets, and I guess the teachers can't get their eyes off my screen, shaking my head. LOL, I'm not mad. You have to learn not to get caught. Fuck. I know, LOL, laughing emojis. I just didn't want something this little to get me in trouble because, well, I didn't get to get into trouble. I want to hear the voicemail when you when I get home, though. Also, I never tried to hide looking up the bullet. I just didn't think a teacher would be staring at my phone. Okay, I saved it. Okay, so she says, can you read what she says again? Just try not to get caught. Um, LOL, I'm not mad. You have to learn not to get caught. Hold on. So now, now you're starting to see. Now you're starting to see this. Uh, things, things aren't really, things aren't really adding up here. Up, Desiree. Desiree, you're still here too. You're getting the double dose too. You're here for the story prep. Is there anything like what are you thinking, Desiree? Both parents should be charged with unlawful possession of a firearm. That's interesting. Supplying a minor with firearms. Is that even? Yeah, I guess it's got to be a charge, right? So they bought the gun on four days pr- prior prior to the shooting. November 29th was how many days prior to the shooting? Was that one, like three days prior to Was that the next day? The day before. The day before. Okay. So morning of. So we know the day before there's the he's looking up bullets. Okay. Morning of, parents get a phone call because written on a piece of math homework while he's in school, this is in the morning around 10 o'clock in the morning, Okay, there is a drawing on his math homework that the teacher sees where it's a drawing of a gun, Okay, writing that says blood everywhere, a character, a face laugh crying, words help me, and the thoughts won't stop. They need to pull that student from class right away. They did. They pulled him from class. So here it is. There's a gun. This is on his math homework. The thoughts won't stop. Help me. There's someone getting shot. Blood everywhere with a little bullet. bullet. Mm-hmm. So that's the photo of it. Okay. He's taken out of class. He goes straight to the counselor's office. Um, there is a like the dean of students is there. Others are the parents are called. In the meeting, the counselor testified. Uh, this is on, on day four. The counselor... Or the dean of students testified as and the as the counselor also testified. Testified about the morning of the student, Nic- Nicholas Ejack, including the meeting with the crumbly parents who were called immediately after. Ejack is the counselor? He is the dean of students. Okay, sorry. The the parents came when the concerns were raised. Ejack testified that the school asked the crumbly parents to get him counseling that day and informed the parents of resources to get that help including options that would have allowed him to get help immediately. Ejak testified that the parents chose to have their son return to class. He also said he was the one who retrieved Ethan's backpack from his math class and returned it to him. The backpack contained the gun that Ethan used in the school shooting. But Ejak said he didn't search his bag because he didn't have reasonable suspicion to do that. Ejak testified that if Ethan Crumbly were to go home, his parents said he would have to walk home and remain alone. School officials who are worried about his mental health did not think it was a good idea for him to be alone since they were concerned that he was considering suicide. Yeah, the fuck? So, I mean, okay, so uh, let me let me just retract that real quick. I'm not an administrator, I'm a school counselor, but so I don't know if I would have reasonable reasonable suspicion 
to search his bag. I don't know. I don't know in that specific thing, but seeing that homework as a teacher, obviously you, you get the counselor, you get an admin, um, but you would, you, did you, can you repeat that they had a reasonable suspicion to say he would end he his life? He felt like he did not have reasonable suspicion to, to search, search his bag. bag, but they had concerns about him ending his life. Yes. So, and they didn't want him to be alone. Correct. And the parents said they, they had to get back to work. The meeting lasted 11 minutes and the parents walked out. So, the, wait, the parents walked out. They were they at the school? The, they were They went. They were called and they went to the school to meet with the counselor with Ethan. And they left. They left and the shooting commenced within hours. Well, that's fucked up. Like, if this, if a parent comes to the school... They basically asked him to, to take him them, out. They yeah. basically asked him to take him home. Yeah. But they said, well, he's got to walk home and be by himself. They can't we drive go him back home. They got to go to work. And so they said, well, I guess we'll have to put him back in class so he's not alone. If you have concerns that this student is going to end their life, you don't put them back in class. Like you don't like you don't like if you like if a parent can't take custody of them, if you believe that they are going to end their life, then this is the reason that we have protocols in place. Like obviously this is 2024, not 2021, but even in 2021, we have protocols in place. If you believe that the student is at risk of ending their life and they are not and they're not safe. If a, if a parent cannot take custody of them, you send them with with the with a medical staff. You call EMS and have them taken to the hospital. Like you can't just put them back in class. I mean, I guess it de- would depend on how the meeting went. But you can, like if if you after a meeting with the student. So this is what happens when a student is is suspected of wanting to harm themselves or wanting to end their life, this is what we do. We talk to the student, um, we get, we try to get where their head is at, we have a screener that we ask them certain questions, mm-hmm. um, and depending on how they answer that screener, we, you know, if they, if, if they answer a certain way, that's, that's like, there's like a score, right? Mm-hmm. So if they score a certain number on the screener, you would have to go into deeper questions. Um, even if even if they score a zero, which is the, like they're not wanting to end their life, they're not wanting to harm themselves, you still contact the parent with the concerns, right? Well, which on, they did. I want to say on his, on that math piece of paper that they saw, it also says... Quote, my life is worthless. Right. So that's very concerning. Okay. So, so you, you know, you, you complete the screener, you contact the parent regardless, you, you know, you ask them to come get their child. If they can't come get their child, if they are, if the student is considering ending their life or indicate to you in any way on that screener that they are going to harm themselves or end their life you you ask them ask the parent to come get the student. If the parent can't can't come get the student, you don't leave the student alone. You don't just right. like send them back to class. Like okay, well your parent come, can't come get you. Bye. Like leave. Well, they kept him in class. They put him back to class. You can't do that though. Like you have to you have to either someone has to be in custody of that child. Like you can't like if like and the if, teacher is not a good enough answer. The teacher no, the teacher has thirty plus kids. I mean, regard like based on the, I mean, I'm only saying. So that. this was maybe a mistake on the school's part. 
by sending them back to class unless the student did not indicate in any way that they are going to harm themselves or they but are clearly going to... they did enough if they didn't want them to go be, go home by himself if, they if that was an option that was on the table and they're like no i don't want them to be at home alone so i'll send them back to class if the parent says i don't want them to be home alone you need to someone needs to someone needs to be able to keep an eye on this student like you can't just be like okay bye like if someone has a concern about this child's mental health, like, like that's you, you can't just send them back to class. Like, if you think that so this I, is if so there, if there was does... a ser- if there was a serious concern about this child's mental health and the parents are declining to take him home, like you're gonna send him home. You're gonna send him to the to the hospital. So, I, does that point to the school may have done something wrong here? Um, I I don't know. I have to hear more. I if 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 it were me. Well, if the parent declined sending the school, sending the sending the student to the hospital and sending them, I I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, like I feel like he should have been in someone's care. You can't leave this kid alone unless unless there was there was no indication that he was going to harm himself or harm someone. If there was like zero concern, you just wanted to call the parent. But but like if there's agree if, with if, what but, Jacob says. But what does Jacob say? Jacob says, I feel like they had enough to search the bag for more proof that he was mentally unstable. Then they would have found the gun and at least make or at least make the parents go through his stuff. See, like here's the thing is that I don't know what you don't none of us know what the what the um transcript of the conversation between the counselor and the admin and the student were. It must have been enough to alarm the parents, right? So you have to... Call, yeah, they were called and they came. It, it, both of them came. Yeah. Even though they left after 11 minutes and the counselor testified, it seemed like it was they were inconvenienced that they were called. The counselor said they were inconvenienced. That's what they testified. It seemed that they were inconvenienced. Oh, the, the parents were inconvenienced. That they were called. So, like, here's the difference between that. Like, if it's enough to call the parents and you want them to come to the school to pick the child up, you give the custody to the parents. Like, that's that. And right? the parents decline? Then and that's on the parents like i mean like i'm sorry like you have to like if you give the custody back to the parents you have to take the kid back home so you're we're we're back to it's the parents who declined to take them home but at the same time like you should i mean i, I don't know i don't know it's it's hard like if, if 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 a kid if a kid in my care this is a chain of custody right if the kid the, so the kid is in the chain of custody with the teacher the teacher there is a concern so you send them to the admin and the counselor and you talk to the admin and the counselor you call the parent and you're like you need to come get your kid the parents come like you need to come get your kid if the parents don't want to take him then the school needs to send him with the school needs to send him with the with ems if there's a serious concern then you need to send them with ems i'm not saying who's at fault but that's that's what i know as as my oh, that's experience. a good question matthew does it make a difference if the school is public or private i think you have less rights for your property to be searched on private property i um, think you're right about that yeah you have less rights if you go to private school <laughs> they can kind of do whatever the fuck they want where was what was the name was it a private school or public it was i think it was public um there was this before they knew the gun was missing yes they did i don't think they knew the gun was missing this was yeah they didn't know that this was was at like 10 a.m this is roughly 10 a.m somewhere around there and they that text message of oh my god the gun is missing is that like one something okay Mm -hmm. and that was when they had already been notified this there was an active shooter so there's like a two to three two and a half hour window after this meeting is adjourned yeah since we're talking about the math homework why don't we go ahead and 
talk about the journal. There was a journal found. After the shooting. After the shooting that referenced school shootings. Okay. It was found in his backpack and quote, over 50 pieces of paper had drawings of firearms on them. The journal was full of writings about school shootings. There were approximately 22 pages of written information in the journal. The Oakland County Sheriff Office Lieutenant Timothy Willis, when he was asked how many pages referenced reference school shootings, he said, quote, every single one. This is in his personal possession or this is yeah, this school? It was in the it was in his back, found his backpack I'm shooting. The shooter's journal had previously been shown in evidence in court, but this is the first time that the the entries in the journal not only included school shootings, it also included mentions that the shooter's parents, James and Jennifer, didn't listen to him about his repeated attempts needing therapy. He knew he had a mental health crisis, and yet they didn't listen to him. The mother was attentive to the, the son all the time from mm-hmm. what she says. They were right. so close. They were playing board games and everything. So let's go back to the some regular text messages between the mother and son. March 9th, Ethan to Jennifer. Ethan, so we're seeing how attentive the mother is to the son because she's going to say in her testimony at the very end when she testifies that they were like best friends. They were real close. Right. They did everything together. But let's see. Let's see based on records. Ethan, this is March 9th, 2021. Mm -hmm. Can you get home now? There's someone in the house, I think. Someone walked into the bathroom and flushed the toilet and left the light on. And I thought it was you, but when I came out, there was no one home. There's no one in the house, though. Dude, my door just slammed. 8.01 p.m. Maybe it's just my paranoia. But when are you going to get home? Jennifer did not respond to Ethan on March 9th. Detective Edward Wagrowski, who has 25 years with the Oakland County Sheriff's Office and seven years with the Computer Crimes Unit, said photos showed that she was horseback riding at the time. All right, let's let's go to March 17th. St. Patrick's Day. Ethan to Jennifer. 6 6:03 p.m. Okay, the house is now haunted. Some weird shit just happened and now I'm scared. I got some videos and a picture of the demon. It is throwing bowls and B O W L S is capitalized. I'm not joking. It fucked up the kitchen. I'm just going to be outsider for a while and this is damning. Quote, "Can you at least text back?" Jennifer did not respond. Rogrowski said she was again horseback riding. She would not text Ethan again until the afternoon of March 19th, 2021. However, she did text Ethan's father, James Crumley, to discuss his behavior. So she's not attentive at all. She doesn't give a shit about her son. In fact, she she had said to her husband, I'm going to go get drunk and ride my horse. Then, in 2021, there are text messages between Ethan and his friend who said, quote, Quote, I actually asked my dad to take me to the doctor yesterday, but he just gave me some pills and told me to suck it up. That his mom, quote, laughed when he said he needed to go to a doctor, that he was having insomnia and paranoia, and that he was thinking about calling 911 so that he could go to the hospital. Quote, I need help, he texted to his friend at one point. Ethan Crumbly also texted his friend that he was going to ask his parents again to take him to the doctor and would tell him, tell them about about the voices and like I am mentally and physically dying. Hmm. I mean, this is the best case for you, dude. 
So he texted his friend about voice. Like he he told his parents about voices. Well, and- he's saying he that was in the text messages to his mom that he was seeing demons and things like that. That yeah. was six months leading up to the event. Yeah, he texted his friend. Now, I will say in the trial, it came up that the defense was trying to get those text messages between the friend to be shown that they he was lying. Mm-hmm. Um, however, because what so he did have Ethan did have a therapist that he was going to. OK, but obviously it's it's confidential. What you say with between your therapist is confidential right. unless the uh, the individual waves that right. He did not waive that right. So, it, I mean, when you're dealing with a minor, though, like if you're going to harm yourself, harm someone else or someone is harming you like that's that's something that the therapist can reveal to the parents. And they didn't. Yeah. So he. Yeah. Also, Jennifer to her husband. Ethan awake? James says, um, yeah. Well, how is he? James said, he woke up looking like he had way too much to drink last night, complaining about a headache. Well, he was really worked up and out of control, so I can see why. What what, what does she mean by out of control? Like, okay, go on. All I know is he needs to eat, go to work, and work hard, not complain, and he can get his stuff back. You respond? James says, he said, let me ask you a question. Why am I in your guy's room? Jennifer said, OMG. I totally... James says, I totally thought you were giving him a Xanax last night. And so I think the important themes from like this, he was texting other people about needing help. He apparently was, he was telling his parents, he was hearing voices, seeing things. His parents didn't respond because she was either horseback horseback riding or what else was she doing, John? So one of the reasons she couldn't spend time with her son or even respond is because she was having sex orgies from men she met on American or adult friend finder. adult friend finder and including one of her longtime friends a man by the name of Maloche Maloche Brian Maloche that's his name who is not her husband who is not her husband and in fact he is a married man himself and he is a chief firefighter that's hot that's hot <laughs> And they've been friends for a long time. In fact, she's the one who texted him, quote, we're fucked when she was on the run and we're on the run again. There are helicopters. She's the and and she deleted those messages. And and I want to I think you're a couple points that Sharon made. I like I hate I know I hate the personal journal thing. It, yep. It's, Meant to be private, but at the same time, like, don't fucking kill our people. Um, Shram makes a comment. Is he just acting out for attention or is he seriously having a psychotic break? Makes you wonder if the parents were afraid of him. It seems like they hate their kid and were too worried about themselves. The gun was something they finally allowed him to have uh, his family near him as he literally weaponized it against him. I mean, there's a lot like, is he is a cry for help or was he serious? Was like the whole He's seeing voices or he's seeing, you know, demons and whatever. Is that real? Or was he just saying, like, please text me back? You know, like, can you at least text me back? It's sad. It is sad. And, you know, again, so in in my experience, it, I have not come across someone who um, who has has said that they were going to, to do that. Um, and like, <laughs> With a journal, I mean, with, like if if we had concern to search their property, then we would search their property, and you know. But if they're if they're, it's it kind of all depends on how the student answers the question. 
um, when you're when you're doing a threat assessment, when you're talking to a student, um, one of the questions about uh, with the screener that we always have to ask is, do you have access to firearms? If they say no, I mean, then it's like you can't really if they give you cause of concern, then, yeah, you can search their belongings. But if there's no reason to search their belongings, then then you don't have a a reason to search their belongings. Um, If they don't bring up, oh, yeah, I write in a journal every day and I talk about how upset I am, then you don't have a reason to search for a journal. Um, If a parent is... I mean, I'm kind of the 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 whole thing that kind of set me off is that the parents actually came to the school and declined to take them home. They had enough time in their day to come to the school and sit and have a meeting, but then it's like, no, just send them back to class. Like, no, like, like most, like in my experience, if a parent doesn't have t- the time to come to the school, they'll they'll talk to us on the phone and they'll t- and then, you know and they'll they'll say, hey, I can't get to the school. Then yeah, you keep the student in your custody until mm-hmm. you know you are sure. You make a good point that the student is safe. Like if a parent says, "I cannot get to the school until four o'clock," if it's ten o'clock in the morning, you make sure that student is is safe from ten o'clock in the morning until four o'clock. They're in your office. Correct. You are you are their main custodial yeah. person. If the parent comes to the school. You send them home with a parent. Like, you don't, like, what's the point of coming to the school and being like, no, sorry, I'm here, but no, sorry, I can't take him back. Like, at that point, you send them to an emergency facility. Like, you can't just, like, come and then be, like, not there and expect Uh, them to not. uh, Matt says, convict these parents and put them on jail finder. (laughs) What is jail finder? Is that, like, a dating site for Uh, jail people? I have a feeling it's for available buttholes. Uh, All right, check this out real quick. Going back to the journal, Nikwee's just sent me this. Thank you. You're welcome. Here's some of the things. A photo, a little photo here. Nice little photo he drew. What the fuck is that? Hold on. The first victim has to be a pretty girl with a future so she can suffer just like me. That's from his journal. Uh, Some of the other things, I'm just going to kind of go through them really quick. Some of the things he's, quote, going to have so much fun, end quote, quote, teach them a lesson. My name is Ethan Crumbly, age 15, and I am going to be the next school shooter. I've thought about this a lot. I can't stop thinking about it, but it's constantly in my head. I will walk behind someone and I will shoot a bullet into their skull. He said, this is an audio recording he made. I'm going to open fire on everyone in the hallway. I will try to hit as many people as I can. I will reload and I will find people hiding. He said, then the demon would take over. Quote, I have worn my mask for too long. I can't take it. There's no voices in my head. The voices are me. That's what people call the demons. There are no demons. I am the demon. This is so upsetting so, to hear. So going yeah. back to like he texted his mom the i just got a picture of a demon the demon he didn't say a demon a demon he said the demon and shit is flying off the shelves he is basically becoming something else and doing that not not knowing it i want to shoot up the school so fucking bad the first victim has to be a pretty girl with a future so she can suffer just like me i i will continue shooting people until police breach the building then surrender to them and plead guilty to life 
life in prison. I want all of America to see the darkness in me. I want for the parents to bawl their eyes out. Jesus Christ. That's fucking dark, man. Just looking at them in their eyes as they look back at you while they know that their entire life is about to end so young. That, quote, is the best feeling. Jennifer Crumbly took the stand in this trial, which is not common. Right. It is not common for a defendant to take the stand. stand. Yep. She was cross-examined and examined many times. She did not deny that her son texted his friend that he had asked his parents for help. She did not deny that she said he thought that he was depressed. She did not deny those two very important things. Yeah. She did not deny that text messages went unanswered. Those things all happened. I mean, like, if your kid says, like... I, I, I don't even. Like, right? Okay. So we're back to negligence. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but but uh, let me let me go back just real quick before you said that. All that stuff that he wrote was in his journal, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. There, like, if you are a parent of a kindergartner or a first year, first grader or second grader, like, you go through their backpack, you look at their assignments, you look at the stuff in their backpack, like this student is in high school, right? So they're growing and you don't necessarily look at the things in their backpack. And every I'm sure a little day. bit is like you kind of don't want to know. Right. Like so so I I would understand if she didn't look in his backpack every single day for his homework and for his journal entries. Like as a teenager, you probably kept a journal. Okay, right? what about your room? Yeah, let me show you a picture of his room. Um, I'm glad you mentioned this because we didn't talk about what his room looked like. The only reason that I say this is because like our our district we're one to one. So the student has a computer. They don't even need they don't even have a need for a notebook or a binder or for a journal or anything like that. Everything is on their computer. And you can see what they submit, what they search. They have apps where they can, you know, students can type in certain things like at the beginning of the year I had uh an example like a student was uh typed in was writing a poem about with themes of death and um, suicide and our administration was notified about this but this is three years after the fact this is in a totally different district this is in a totally different time three years ago doesn't seem like a long time but for technology it is a long time so i mean but but as a parent of a high school student like when i went home in high school and this is longer than you know 2021 but you know you don't expect your parents to go through your backpack and look at all of your notes and all in no but they can see what's in your bedroom they could they could see what's in your bedroom what is this so this is his room the mother says that his is that a target on the wall yeah too the mother said that her son has been declining and not taking care of his body like brushing his teeth he had stopped brushing his teeth he had stopped taking care of his room and she knew all of this stuff because she lived there as well so oxford school shooter was feral child abandoned by parents so they're literally going the defense is literally saying oh the parents were too busy having extramarital affairs and that's why they couldn't actually i wonder if that was the defense for ethan was that the defense for yeah ethan? it sounds like the defense for ethan because if they're you, trying if, to blame the parents for him in right. his own trial you're right that was they're last blaming year blaming the parents in ethan's trial yeah. to try to get him a lighter sentence 
And here you go. For full circle, the parents are fucking blamed. That's true. So this is for this is for Ethan's trial back Damn. in the day. He was a feral child and And the parents were negligent. Yeah. So Ethan said for the first time in his life he felt relieved. He said, now this is when he is in the in the principal's office with the, the drawing and he thinks the sheriff is going to take his bag and find the gun. He's relieved. He said he just knew the sheriffs were going to burst into the office and arrest him because there was no way after all they saw, they weren't going to search that backpack. So he is this this kid, I think, I mean, it's terrible what he did, but he is if this, if this kid help. is not fucking crying out, then I don't know what is, man. So he was expecting his him to be caught after all that. Yeah. The the psychologist King said the shooter was raised in a turbulent home by parents who left him alone for hours, argued in front of him, and weren't discreet when discussing infidelity, divorce, and suicide. The boy was even forced to figure out what to do with his beloved dead dog. He can't he was forced to figure out what to do with his dead dog. Like, that's not something his parents would do. He can be considered a feral child. Ooh, what is the definition of a feral child? Well, think about a cat that's on the side of the street. That well, I doesn't know what a, feral means. That's like, what a feral child is. There, he's no, ta- no one's taking care of him. He's fending for himself. It is essentially a child who has been abandoned. Someone who is abandoned has what it is called arrested development. They, oh, that's a great TV show. They lack social cues they become misfits in society. A number of innocent people died, psychologists went on. I'm not here to make excuses for Ethan Crumbly. He planned the attack. My part goes out to the victims and family. He was mentally ill. Yeah. So. And that's not an excuse. Like, mentally ill people, you know, hurt people hurt people. And that is not an excuse. But whoever is in custody of them needs to ensure that they are taken care of, that their needs are being met. The the psychologist is saying he could actually be rehabilitated. That would be interesting well, to see. I'm glad he got life without parole because I don't yeah. think yeah. that would be fair. Well, all right. So I will tell you, we did watch the opening statement from the prosecution, which was great. We did watch it from the defense for a little bit, but it was fucking terrible. Defense lawyer opened up with, I was on my way today to the courtroom and I heard a Taylor Swift Swift song. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift song. I wonder what Taylor Swift song she heard. Bad blood. And maybe now we got bad blood. Let me, let me, let's do the, the, let's just watch the last little. Can we? Uh, prosecution closing statements and then we'll finish it up. And then we'll, we'll do a poll. Yeah. All right. Guilty or not guilty. Well, so guilty is not of murder. Keep that in mind. Involuntary it is involuntary manslaughter. manslaughter. I will, I will read it before I put the poll back up. I'm going to say what I know they're all asking and they want to say. When she took the stand and she testified about her own loss and she was asked the question, you lost everything, she said yes. She hasn't lost everything, ladies and gentlemen. Her son is still alive. Find her guilty of four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Thank you. Dude, what a boss. Holy oh, shit. Oh, what a closing statement. 
<laughs> oh my god all right that was basically Jesus the whole Christ. fucking case i'm so glad we did that this morning well what else do you got anything uh i think we covered everything i think we, yeah. we covered all all of the things so i am going to reread the definition of the charge for involuntary manslaughter okay and i'm going to set up a poll where's everybody's head at the jury is deliberating right now this very thing involuntary manslaughter involves the accidental killing of a person due to negligence or reckless act. Should Jennifer Crumbly be found guilty of involuntary manslaughter? Yes or no? 100% said yes. She did. Including us, right? uh, Is it not damning that as soon as she's told there's a school shooter She's like, oh my God, oh it was my God, my son. It's, it's my son. I mean, how many, we, we should look up how many students are in that school. Like over a thousand, probably more than that. And immediately she knew it was her son. Well, I mean, the fact that the gun was not there. <laughs> you need to secure the gun, whoever. No, no, the, she she knew before they found the gun gone. But, but that's the thing. Like, why wasn't your gun secure? Like, you need to secure your weapons. For, oh, no, no, going back before that, you bought the weapon for your 15 year old son who had like they just had it for their own shit who had previously asked for a therapist that's, like, that's a good that's point. That's true. You can't. It, like, why would you it's buy? It's like they a, had no idea that he had mental health problems. Yes, you can't he say that. had been yes. asking, and you're just going to ignore the problem and say that you didn't know that your son was was having issues. No, 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 no. You make no, a no, very no, no, good no, no. point. It's you, like, not like they had no idea that he had problems. Like, it, like if you're going to ignore the text messages, that doesn't mean you don't know. It just means you didn't answer him. Like you, you knew your son was having mental health problems and asked for help and was having depression. So your answer, why is that gun on that screen? I don't want to see that. This is Ethan's account. I don't fucking care. No, I'm, 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 I'm Ooh. trying to validate your point that they bought it for him. They and bought he, him yeah. a Christmas gift, a gun, a fifteen-year-old. They don't know what the fuck is going on. Like it, that gun was not secured. You said that it was a zero 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 code yep that would got gun was not secured oh, okay like if you're gonna buy a gun for your son because you live up in the north but and she's you go- blaming it on the husband my husband bought it and i didn't secure it because i didn't it was something like i didn't know how to do the locky thingy look it up on google it's 2021 it's not like you didn't have google like if you if, uh, you bought it for your son for hunting okay i get it you live in michigan you go hunting whatever what are you gonna hunt with a nine millimeter that's right i just didn't feel comfortable didn't feel comfortable putting the lock thing on it end quote that's what she says and yes you're right didn't feel comfortable putting a lock on the gun you You didn't feel comfortable putting a lock on the gun should have you live in detroit you live in detroit yeah you should have that shit fucking in your waistband (laughs) on the safe (laughs) on your person we're stable when you need her. Holy shit. But, but I, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That doesn't, that, no, no, that doesn't fly with me. Like, well, first of all, what are you going to hunt with a nine millimeter? A human. You can't shoot like a fucking buck with a nine millimeter. You shoot a buck with a nine millimeter. It goes, oh, oh no, it got shot with a nine millimeter. Like, no. 
the fuck? Yeah, if you shoot a buck with a nine millimeter, you're a fucking asshole because it's not going to kill it. Yes, it's just being harmful. And, and second of all, like, like if you're trying to teach your son how to hunt, you show him how to hunt with a proper utensil. If you're buying a a, a gun for your fifteen year old. Like why? Why? What does a fifteen-year-old need a would need a nine-millimeter gun for? Protection? No, he doesn't need. A fifteen-year-old does not need a gun. A fifteen-year-old human does not need a gun. There are like I understand that the the climate of schools has Boom, has been dear. very different. <laughs> For 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 a lot like for a lot of years, go even going back to Columbine. Like yes, there are a lot of school shooters. Like, but your your fifteen year old cannot bring the gun to school legally. Well, okay, hang on. So I don't mean to necessarily cut you off. So I think what John was mentioned in the first part of the case, we're we're talking about like statute of limitations, and it, this is a this could be a precedent setting case. Why? Because this is the first time that a parent could be convicted of their son's crime. Basically, and this is right? there's a lot of school shootings. Right? Well, I mean, it literally. Yeah, it's a it's a pandemic. So, so, so now every time it happens, guess what? The, the parents, parents are will fucking be looked at. Looked at like is it, that a but but is that a bad thing? No. no, it's not a bad thing. But is are but are they just using this to set using her as an example and you know further gun control and stuff like that? I don't. I, I see. I understand both sides of the gun control thing. I don't like guns. I never want to own a gun. But that doesn't mean that I don't understand the whole premise of Second Amendment and I am allowed to, to own a guns. It doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean that just because I don't believe even owning a gun doesn't mean that I don't understand why you would want to own a gun. Now, you purchased a gun for a 15-year-old, okay? You're not allowed to own a gun until you're 18 years old when you're an adult or whatever. All right, a 15-year-old is going through a whole lot. They don't, they're not old enough to own a gun. A 15-year-old doesn't understand what it means to own a gun. Why would you purchase it for a 15-year-old? I don't understand that. And, and, and even if even if, if you're going back and they're like, oh, Columbine or oh, Aurora or oh, whatever, or 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 what uh San- sandy hook or whatever a school shooting like if you you have to take a look at the specific incidences of each school shooting mm-hmm. columbine that was a high school the students didn't use guns they well they had guns but they also had pipe bombs the pipe bombs didn't go off and they went in school shooting but how old were the students they were 17 18 they were they were upperclassmen i'm not excusing that sandy hook but it's a that less person, of a liability on the parent correct sandy hook that that person was an adult. That was not a six-year-old shooting a Sandy Hook elementary school student. You go back to uh, the Florida shooting, the Marjorie Johnson. Um, I'm not trying to be disrespectful by not remembering the name of the school, but you have to look at the individual that went in and and, and committed the crimes. And you have to understand the um the the reasons why not necessarily understanding the mental effects of the person who committed the crime but you have to see how did they possess the weapon that was that was used to perpetuate the perpetrate the crime this parent purchased the gun for the student it's not like they purchased it for their own protection and the student 
jumped into the safe and got the safe. No. So it slam was, dunk for the father, but you still agree that the mother is equally liable. Correct. From her I, negligence. I, I think because she was negligent, because She's the, the student neg- was acting for help, asking for help. I don't think that this person is 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 clear of their guilt. The the father purchased the gun for the student. The 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 mother was clearly liable for this because she did not help her child he asked her for help and she said you need to know not how to get caught looking for bullets mm. instead of saying oh shit why were you looking for bullets like what can i do to help you that the and and was that a was that a conversation at home we don't know but in that specific instance you need to know not how to get caught like that's fucked up man i'm sorry like yeah. i don't Very know the point, history Deb. i don't know mm-hmm. the history of every single school shooting that's not my job my job job in this specific instance is commentating on this case and yes in this case the mother should be liable Mm. now i'm done talking with matt says with the spate of school shootings i think they're trying to make parents more aware of what their kids are doing yeah shram says the mom enabled and encouraged further crimes i mean i think i i think i think we have rested our case yes run this shit.